Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the City Chatter Podcast. I'm uh, Public Information Officer for the City of Grand Forks, John Bernstrom. I'm your host, and joining me this week, it's been about a month since we've done a show, Ward 2 Councilmember Rebecca Osowski. Rebecca, thank you for yeah, thank, th- you. thank you for coming back. Right. Thank it's you for third doing time. this. Yeah, yeah, I know. Third time. Yeah, we, we get a parking spot for you outside eventually. Right. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I need that. I don't come here too often. No. All right. We'll, we'll get into it. Like I said, is we haven't, uh, we haven't uh, done a program here for about a month, some scheduling conflicts, holidays, whatnot. So there's some, quite a bit of stuff to cover. So uh, Rebecca, with uh, over the weekend, I read in our local newspaper a story about uh, North and the Grand Forks and development and stuff like that. Um, with Ward Two, which is kind of north of University up there, you've got some things happening up there. There's some. There's some. Uh, it's an older part of town, but th- things are, are moving forward. I feel All right. Right. It's starting to yeah be a little bit more developed. And, yeah. Yeah. With Memorial Village One and Two over there, and the new softball field that's coming, and. So. I think you gave a good point in the article of talking about part of the development is just cleaning up what's there. And, and, and clean up I, – I read it as there's some older buildings maybe need to be torn down, redeveloped. I, I, or, were you, or were you going down the – everyone just rake your yard? <laughs> no, no. I do think that there are some older buildings. Um, one that always pops into my mind is that old hotel um, – I can't remember what it used oh, to be a, called. It's over there by like Slapshot Pizza, right on Demers. Oh yeah, I yeah, know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just run down. It's mm-hmm. an eyesore. It would be nice to, you know, get rid of buildings like that and just make room for some new development over on the north end. And, and stuff like that does take time for the city to right. get involved. We've done a couple, but there's a the city just can't go tear down a building. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes. A Otherwise, minute. we'd tear down Columbia Mall. Huh? <laughs> exactly. 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 We, we don't own it. We'll just right, leave Shields. Right. It's a little bubble there. Right. Um, okay. So that's good. Uh, development on North End. I used to. I used to live in Ward Two myself. Mm-hmm. I lived on Ninth Avenue North. It's. It's nice to see those neighborhoods. I don't want to say turning over, but but not being stagnant. Right. Right. It's nice to just have a little bit more development on yep. the north end because i know the town is moving more towards the south just so. just the way the town grows right, right? right um uh at last night's uh, committee the whole meeting there was a i think a, a good discussion and, and you brought up some good points there's an opportunity for the city to potentially get some state funds or whatever to do some enhancements to the greenway right in the downtown area there right. um who knows what, what we do? It's just the idea of uh, maybe we take a look at this. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I felt you, you made some good points last night at the meeting of we need to be a little bit careful. Right. Um, you know, I think the presentation that was given last night was, was very good, and I think a lot of the ideas are, are great. But we have to remember that it is going into a floodplain. Right. And so we need to be cautious about what we actually put there. I mean, after the flood of 97, it, 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 all that stuff was destroyed. And so why would we want to invest, I think they said, like $23 million into just what they presented? Sure, um, which was a bit of a yeah, pie the, in the sky. Right, I mean, that was, right. I think even Melanie Parvey, when the, she's like, well, that that's everything. Right. That's, yeah. And so I'm just kind of concerned about, you know, like sometimes it floods – couple times a year. A couple times yeah. a year. A yeah. couple times a month. Yeah. It'll go up and it'll come down. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, just the maintenance that it's going to cost, like even just cleaning up after the flood so that those spaces are usable to the public. And so I, I just think that we need to really think about 
you know, just what we're going to do down there. Sure. So we don't get in over our heads and we're not having to replace these things that we build, you know, in 10 years again, because the river took a toll on them. I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen the next couple of years with flooding down right. there. And I mean, we built a dike for a reason and that's to keep the water out and keep us safe on this side. And so it's, it's a lot of money that they oh, yeah. kind of proposed to put down there. And I mean, I love amphitheaters. They're, they're awesome. They're mm-hmm. great. Um, but how many months out of, out of the year are we really even going to be able to use those spaces, especially being on that side of the dike? Right. You know, you, you're, so. you're already cut down in the winter. Right. And then you may, right. you potentially could lose spring. Right. Right. So I, I, exactly. I will say this is my, my family and I, we've traveled to Winnipeg before and they have the forks area there, which is, is okay. really neat along the river. Mm-hmm. And my wife goes, well, we should do something like this. And I'm like, well, we can't. Uh, they control the river within the city. They have a bypass around the oh, city. So okay. the river is always consistent okay. in Winnipeg. So they can do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I go, our river's moving all over the place. Right. <laughs> right. And it flows down. And... So we get everything, you know, in the spring just from Fargo. And yep. it just all comes north. So, yep. And I'm kind of worried about, like, sometimes there are ice jams and everything. And, yes. And if they decide to put a building down there, like they discussed a warming house type facility, I mean, how much damage are those ice jams going to do to... And I would make an, I'm making a bit of an assumption. Okay, a warming house of some sort. There, there is the uh, the boathouse rental down there, but it's actually a cargo container that they can physically move. Oh, okay. And they, and they okay. physically pull it higher in, right. in the winter before they put it back. Right. I, I may be reading between the lines, but I'm I'm thinking something like that. You throw yeah. an ice fishing house down there, and it's a warming house, but then you can hook it up and pull it out. Right. That I mean, that makes sense. Wow. But I also, like, how much does it cost to move uh, all those you buildings? Yeah. You know, and where do we uh, store it? Right. <laughs> where Where do we store it? Uh, at what point do we send our staff down there to get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I think that we just need to be really cautious about the amount of money that we spend on that side of the dike and what is actually put there. Uh, along those lines, and it's it's nobody's fault. Uh, thankfully, the spring flooding hasn't been too bad the past two years. Right. Um, as a council member, uh, if, if we ever have spring flooding, come to our flood meetings. You'd be amazed by oh, our public works to. people yeah. of how they're just like, got it, got it, understood, got it, closed, open, done. All right, let's move on. Right. We, we, th- those meetings are literally just a checkbox. We're all good? Yep. Lenny's got it. I mean, I, I'm sure they're pretty efficient at it at this point. It, because, they are. I mean, yeah. it it floods almost every year down there. Yeah. You know, I mean, last year they didn't put the floodgates up. Though. No, we, think, we didn't. So. And even those floodgates uh-huh. are stored in a certain order because they have to be installed in a certain order. Mm-hmm. So you, even from that standpoint, we need to pull this bundle out before that bundle. Right. And they need to go in a certain order. Um, those crews amaze me every year. I, mm-hmm. I, I go to the meetings. I sit in the corner. <laughs> those those guys those guys do an amazing job. I think it's a lot of fun. We have wonderful city employees, you know. Yeah. So those I, pu- those public works on the flood right. side, though, that's an impressive group of people. Right, I bet it is. Yeah. So. Um, also discussed at last night's meeting. Um, I, I find this interesting. I've been in Grand Forks long enough now. Uh-huh. I've I've been in the old water treatment plant mm-hmm. when it was operational. Um, gives me a better appreciation for a new water treatment plant. Yeah, right. Right. Um, but that's a big. It's like a whole city block, and it's mm-hmm. just sitting there empty. 
Um, the idea of potentially putting out an RFQ request for qualifications of what a development could look like there. Can you talk about some of the discussions you guys have had as council members of maybe what you want to see in that space, or is it not, has it not gone that far yet? I don't think it's really gone that far yet. Um, at first, when I heard about the RFQ, I was a little bit kind of taken back. Like, why not just... I don't sure. know. Let sell it, it. Open sell it up. It. Yeah. Let a yeah. developer develop it. But then, you know, some people brought up some good points. Like, it is a nice plot of city land. And I I do think that whatever is put there should work towards the vision sure. that we have for Be the intentional. city. And I, right. And I don't really know what that is. You know, I, I would hate to see, I mean... I don't know if I want another park there because we are so close to sure. the Greenway. I mean, yep. it's not a far walk. Um, I, I'm not really sure what the options are. And so I do think that it is a good idea to put that out. It's a unique spot, too, because right. right. it's, it's in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. So as I joke, yeah. I joke, you can't put a stadium down there because no. <laughs> there's, there's homes right across the street. Right. But it's also the largest park in the state of North Dakota in the Greenway just on the other side of the wall. Exactly. It's, I think it's a unique a very unique development opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. Do you have any ideas? No, I don't either. So I'm interested to see what they kind of come back with and what some of the ideas are. Sure, sure. Um, yesterday, uh, there was also, I, this is, it's easy to say we want the airport to grow. Right. right? You know, simple, <laughs> easy, right? We want we want the best for the airport. But uh, I think being in, there was a step forward yesterday in being intentional to grow the airport. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not, I'm not sure if you're aware. I, I didn't see Mr. Phelan's comments yesterday, but uh, the city of Fargo, which got a $10 million grant today, oh, for, really? to expand today. to expand their airport. That's funny because every time I fly out of Fargo, I fly out of the same yep. gate every they, time, and there's no other flights they, there, so I don't. They know They want to expanding. they want to add gates. They want they want to expand. Oh, the really? Airport. Okay. But you go back to early 2000s. Mm-hmm. They did something similar to what you guys were looking at yesterday. Oh, okay. okay. They they, they yeah. were intentional about it. In 2000, we're, we're in the process of fighting a flood, you know, rebuilding from a flood. Right. We had other things going on. Right, right. But um, the, the idea of, I mean, like you, you just mentioned, your work, you fly out of Fargo. Sometimes, I, the, sometimes. The past few right. flights that I've taken, I, I have driven to Fargo, which isn't a bad drive, but I hop on interstate, and it's yep. right before you even get to Fargo. But it's just kind of a pain, yeah. you know, and... When, you, um, when there's an airport literally just down the road. Right. right? And, and the other thing I think negative about Grand Forks, because we only have that one airline, um, the connections are just not there. You know, you're you're always flying to Minneapolis. You're waiting, you know, sure. five, six hours for a connecting flight because there, there are just no other options. Mm-hmm. And so it does the, – the past few times that I've flown out of Fargo, it just – my layovers were so much shorter yep. and I had just so many more options. And so I, I think it's for the best. And, you know, Mr. Fielands brought up a good point. Like we have, we have the university, we have a lot of, you know, we have grand skies, we have the mm-hmm. air force base, we have so many people that want to fly in and out of grand forks. And right. Just the options aren't even there. No, so. un- unless you happen to have whatever your connection is in the twin cities at nine. So you hop on that 5am right. flight and you have breakfast <laughs> and you, I, I've I, I've had it before. I had I had some I had a work trip and I was going to Denver, mm-hmm. and I got to Denver at ten in the morning. At ten, and, and, and that was, what time that was, did you leave Grand Park? I, know, at I, was, five? On, I was on that five a.m. Oh, flight. Yeah, yeah. But I got to, and I'm like, God, now I got I 
carried my bag around Denver for a while because like <laughs> the hotel I couldn't get into. Right, I'm right. exhausted. I don't know. I was it up takes a long time morning. to drive to Denver from there. <laughs> the airport out there. So yeah, that's right. Majority of the time, out there. majority of that time was on the train from the airport to the. Right. right. Yeah. I used to live in Denver, and oh, so sure. I would I would fly in and out of that airport quite a bit. And yeah. I mean, it's beautiful a, airport. It's it a is. long ways out of town. It is a beautiful airport. It's a very nice airport, but it it is way out of town. So yes. it it's a jaunt to get there. Right. You technically are you even in Denver when you land at that airport? Um, oh, what was it? I don't know. Is it no, a suburb of some so, sort? Because I worked at I worked for FedEx Ground for years and I actually worked at their hub, which was right by the airport. So sure. I'd always schedule my flights. I I'd worked overnights. And so I'd schedule my flights right away in the morning so I could leave work and just drive to the airport. Oh. And it was like a fifteen minute drive. Right. It was nothing. Yeah. So I, I no, you're not in Denver. I don't know exactly what town. That sure, is, sure. Yeah. You're you're rural Colorado right, is what you are. Right. Um a, a couple of weeks ago, um at, at Council Meeting we had a long meeting. I, I felt it was a a good discussion um, uh, regarding the the needle exchange program. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say I think it was a good discussion is because I can hear from one side about how this program needs to go away and how it's dangerous, and I understand every word they say. Mm -hmm. I hear from the other side who says it's a touching point dealing with with people who have an addiction and all this stuff, and I understand every word they say. Mm -hmm. Um, So talk about the changes the council made to the program. There was a couple of week discussion in there, and I know you were involved in that. Some of the changes you made and, and what you're looking for in the future. Um, first off, I am against the needle program, right. but yep. I thought that all of us did a really nice job compromising and and discussing where we all kind of stand. And, and so I really appreciated that you know, as a council that we all kind of work together. I, we limited it to, I believe you can only get 10 syringes and it's just a one for one now. So if you bring back 10, you get 10, not you bring back 10 and you get 20. Right. Right. Um, We also eliminated a lot of the drug paraphernalia that was being handed out, Mm -hmm. you know, by public health. And so I think that's a really good step forward. I mean, uh, Public health talked a lot about, you know, needing these types of programs for for engagement purposes. And so I think that the one-for-one needle encourages people to more visit public Mm -hmm. health more often instead of just getting 20, 30 needles at a time. I I mean, now if they want the needles, they have to come back, you know. Um, And what else did we do about that? You limited the number, just the number of items, you said. Right. We eliminated um, most of the drug paraphernalia. We, I think we kept, like, the, not, I think we kept the Narcan or the, sure. the I, I don't sure. know what that stuff's called. And then, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and then there's going to be a touchback here in the future, right? Is it, like, one year? Asking uh, for some reporting the best you can. It's tough with health stuff. But. Right. I, I, I think just a little... A lot of us were taken back about just how little data there was sure. to prove it, you know, and they kept pointing back to national data, national mm-hmm. data. And it's it's like we want to know what's actually happening in our community, not sure. what is happening around the country. Like, let's take a look at this program and see how it really affects our citizens, you know. And um, so hopefully they can start trying to gather some data. Oh, another thing that they started doing, which really made me happy, is they're allowed to check to make sure that the person is over the age of 18. Oh, they're okay. allowed to ask yep. for ID. They can't take down that information. But they can you know, check. Right. As, yep. a, as a mother, it really made me nervous that you know my 
my daughter, she doesn't look 13 at all. I don't think, I don't know if she looks 18, but um, it made me nervous that my daughter could walk in there and just walk out with drug paraphernalia, you know, without any questions from public health. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really happy about that. And I guess we'll, I thought we did a good job compromising on it, not eliminating it completely, you know, so we'll see. We'll see if they bring back any data, well, I guess. And like I said, I, as, as one, you know, I'm sitting in my back room back there watching the meeting, and that's, that, is, that is one of those topics. Um, and I thought you guys as a council did a good job of understanding. Um, I, I may not agree with the program, but I, I at least understand their argument. Right. Whether you agree with it or not, right. you understand it. I think too much now in politics or in just in general, you even see the council is I'm right and you're wrong and, mm-hmm. and you know, and then angel and devil, right? You know, and, <laughs> right. and it's, it's terrible to do that. And as I was just observing, every time somebody spoke one way or the other, I'm like, oh, I understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I, I get their point. Mm-hmm. Whether I agree with, agree with it or not, I get it. I get right. it. Mm-hmm. So that, that was, I thought, kudos to you guys as a council on that one. Right. In that same meeting, <laughs> you guys have been covering some stuff. Right. You guys, uh, the, obviously the news, uh, the articles in the paper and television and on radio and uh, it's just the, the ordeal with Circle of Friends, which is the, for better term, the, the city pound, right? That's mm-hmm. who the city contracts with every time the police department picks up an animal, um, the financial problems they're going through. So you've got presentations from them. Um, a, tw- a, a contract for 2024 was signed between the two sides. Um, your thoughts on, on just the whole thing, right? It, there's a lot. There's <gasps> a, a lot. To, it, it, it's a mess. messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very messy. Um, I, I don't know right. really what to think. I mean, I don't feel it's the city's responsibility to bail out these nonprofits, but at the same time, like, we need a pound. We need a pound. We, right. I, I mean, we, we have to have something mm-hmm. like that. And, I don't really know what the best answer for that is. Um, I I really hope that Circle of Friends, you know, kind of makes a comeback and gets their finances yep, in writes order. Writes their ship a little bit. Right, right. And hopefully they can continue to have a contract with the city and mm-hmm. we can support that way. Um, so I... I I guess we'll just kind of see. Um, sure. They're making a lot of changes over there. Yeah. I, I Which they, we haven't really seen the results of. They're making changes. Right. I think they cut their staff down from like 15 to 4 Re- full-time yeah. staff. That's drastic. Right. Right. And so, and they got rid of the building on Washington, their adoption center, mm-hmm. which I know they just spent a bunch of money redoing. Right. But I, I think that the Circle of Friends is taking an honest step to right the ship. And hopefully that works out because if it doesn't, I don't know really what we're going to be able to do as a city. I mean, we'll have to think of something. We need a pound. Well, I, so. I, I found it interesting. Um, I believe it was uh, Miss Lundmark from the finance department mm-hmm. did research what other communities do. Right. And how different they are. Exactly. B- like the- Bismarck built, they, they, have, they have their own pound. They uh-huh. built one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Fargo works with a vet. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it was kind of all over the map. It was. Um, I think the most surprising thing, though, that I noticed, the difference between all those different communities, whether their pound was city-owned or they were contracted, is is the cost. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were – the circle of friends was either charging or saying that it costs so much – like almost double the price as these other communities were saying. And so – but they were also – They were doing more things. Right. They were just fully vaccinating. That weren't in our contract. 
correct. Right. Fully vaccinating people's pets as they were brought in without even really double checking. You know, I'm sure that was all done kind of just right away without. I, I don't know what their thought process was behind it. But well, I understand not, like not, the rabies. Not defending you know? them, but I get it. They don't know what's coming in. Right. They don't know if this animal is going to get picked up. And mm-hmm. heaven forbid it has something that infects the rest of the animals in the, right. or, you know, uh, I, 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 a but little bit. But other communities aren't doing it. So how can they sure. really And I think that comes, that, you know? that comes down to the facility, right? Are, are they each, are the animals not mixing? I have no idea. I have no clue. I have no clue. No. No clue. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's enough. That's enough city talk. Right? That's, we, we've got. <laughs> I thought that's why I'm here. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We uh, 20 minutes of covering this, and we knocked out two council meetings in right. 20 minutes. That's pretty good. As as uh, the one who goes to a lot of council meetings, I wish council meetings were 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they never really are. <laughs> no, uh, we are recording this on February 13th. We are. That's the day we're doing this. That means it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Oh yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talked. We talked for the. You said you said you enjoy Valentine's Day. It's you, all you right. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. So I have some fun stats, if okay. you will, facts okay. about Valentine's Day. Okay. So when you think of Valentine's Day, right? It, uh, you learn this. You know, it's Saint Valentine, right? It's mm-hmm. some. No one really knows who Saint Valentine is. They've kind of got it narrowed down to two people, and their stories aren't great. <laughs> one. Was uh, back in the day in you know ancient Roman times or whatever the the king at the time it's not even the emperor at the time said soldiers are better soldiers if they're not married so I'm going to outlaw marriage. Okay, okay. That's that was that rule. doesn't sound very loving. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. This person named Valentine thought that was terrible. Mm-hmm. And was secretly you know marrying couples. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, that's sweet. Emperor killed him. <laughs> oh, that's he not did. good. You 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 you, you defied my order. You're, right. you're, it's okay. There's bad story number one. Okay. Um, bad story number two is there's a person named Valentine, right? Mm-hmm. And didn't like the treatment of um, Christians in the in the emperor's prison, and was slowly helping them escape. Because he cared for them. He got caught, and the emperor killed him, too. Oh, That's so based that, on the story. So regardless of who we think St. Valentine is, they were they got, both killed right, by the emperor. For breaking the law. Okay. <laughs> breaking the law. Um, the first Valentine sent was sent. Um, there was this duke from France who got captured in a, ba- in a war with England, got captured, was in a prison in England, mm-hmm. um, had a lady back home, mm-hmm. right? Sent her a letter, and he signed it, My Sweet Valentine. Oh. And they thought that was... They, that. I, I, this is according to history.com and all this stuff. They, they felt that that was the first Valentine Aww, that was sent. That's sweet. Yeah. They, that's and sweet. again, even not, prisoners can send mail and, then. And I'm oh. reading this. I'm like, oh, that's a nice story. Day. And then the tagline yeah, they never did reconnect. <laughs> Why are you ending these, these stories like this? <laughs> all right. Um, here's one. Here's, here's okay. an interesting one. Um, do you have an estimate? This is an estimate. I was surprised okay. by this number. Let's think about this. Number of roses that are grown specifically for Valentine's Day. Ooh. Yep. Oh, it's wow. a number. Um, two million. Yeah, sure. Two hundred and fifty million. Oh wow! And I get none of them. <laughs> <laughs> you can always buy yourself some flowers. I'm going it's okay. to. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and then you know we're we're Americans, so we spend money like crazy. Right. Um, last year, do you uh, an idea? It's a big number. I'm okay. just going to say it's a okay. big number. Um, how much money Americans spent on Valentine's Day gifts? This is last year's number. 
A billion dollars? Yeah, you can keep going. Two billion? 26 Ooh, billion. Wow. 26 wow. billion, right? That's a lot. And Valentine's Day isn't just for couples, right? Valentines right. are given to pets. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and this is a 2020 number. So I, I'm thinking this number is going to be inflated because everyone bought a pet. Well, no, 2020 is pre-COVID. Right. But everyone got a pet during COVID, right? Um, how many people do you think, this is in, in, America, okay. in America, bought gifts for dogs? Dogs only. Dogs only. Uh, it's in the millions. Okay, 5 million. 27. God, that's a lot. And <laughs> then buying a, it from, for their dog? And an additional 17 for their cats. Well, I just buy my kids Valentine's. So yeah. I have three girls, and yeah. I just make sure that they have something on Valentine's Day. I've, I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. I have a wife, and I look at my son. I'm like, we have work to do. We give gifts to them. Oh, that's now, my sweet. wife will work with my daughter and give gifts back, but I, oh. I try to address it to my son. Hey, you get a Valentine for your sister. That's nice. Right? That's sweet. Be nice to each other. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so uh, I found this one interesting. Not all Valentine's days are the same. Like, we, we know how it is here in the in uh-huh. United States and stuff. In Japan, uh-huh. in Japan, February 14th, specifically, only women give gifts. That's fair. <laughs> on, on, on one month later, uh-huh. March 14th, men give gifts. That way, the, that way um, the man can see what they got so they can Oh, it's decide, beneficial. Right, decide Come, how, what kind of gift they're going to Coming from the lady. guy's side of the table? Uh, right, right. That's yeah. fair. That's it's, fair. Have you, have you ever seen, I don't know if you've seen the show Big Bang Theory? I um, have, but I'm not, I haven't watched like, There's a character the on there named Sheldon Cooper, yep. <laughs> and uh, he had a hard time giving gifts because he almost, from a dollar value, wanted to match one for one. You give me something nice, I give you something nice. Oh, and his okay. brain had a hard time wrapping around that. Of No, you just give something. They, okay. So he bought many gifts mm-hmm. and then waited and got his gifts first. And then he would choose. And then he would choose which one matched. The problem was he got this very sentimental thing that he felt was priceless, and he gave the person all the gifts he bought. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I'm more into sentimental gifts. So yeah, the better I, the story. The, right? right, right. Exactly. Things that remind you of them or, right. you know. Dollar, dollar value doesn't. No. Right? No. In fact, I appreciate gifts more that are if you set like a dollar limit. Mm-hmm. So that means you have to think and make it count. Right. It's not just going into the store and. Picking something. This is about Christmas, but not not Valentine's Day. But in our family, um, <clears throat> I mean, we do other gifts also. But sure. you have to buy a gift for everybody who attends Christmas. That's under three dollars for everybody. So you got to think. You have to think. You, you have, have to, to think. You. My whole family now, like it's. Oh, I bet like you're of doing this and so we're getting a little bit better the gifts are you know a little mm-hmm. bit more thought out we start yep. a little earlier but it's it's difficult to find little gifts like that to give everybody so we just threw my 88 year old father a surprise birthday party last uh-huh. weekend yeah and the the gift that he got that got passed around and everyone looked at my sister gave now i only have one oh. sister mm-hmm. she gave it to him and it was a little book Mm-hmm. And the book was just, you're the best dad because. And then it had, you're the best dad because, and then you fill something in. And there's 50 pages to it. Oh. And my sister was very thoughtful and went through. And it was like one, two lines, you're caring. You know? and, and some of them were funny. You know, I'm your favorite daughter. Right. She's, the, she's the only daughter. <laughs> um, and went through. That 
of the gifts my father got mm-hmm. again, and we surprised him. So he was kind of, he was just looking around all the oh. things that thing got handed around to everybody. It's the sentimental ones that yep. count, I think. So I think that's the most important thing is just putting some thought behind it. Like I, I don't do gift cards. I don't do sure. money. I, yep. I, I really try to put a lot of thought into the gifts I give. So. That's right. That's right. That's a, my wife gets surprised when I ask for golf balls. She's like, I got you golf balls last year. And I go, yes, and I use them. I use them. I need some more. She should buy you like some special ones, you know? I've gotten special ones before yeah. she, where they get stamped. One said, John's, John's ball, you found me. Yeah. And another one said, um, I'm hiding from John. Oh, <laughs> that's those, cute. Those that's are pretty cute. good. Those yeah. are pretty good. That's a thoughtful gift. Yep. Uh, so. Rebecca? Thank you for coming back on the show. This is a fun one. Uh, Enjoy your valentine. Go buy yourself some flowers. It's okay. It's okay. That's okay. Makes it feel good. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, and and yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll come back. We're mid February here. All this, you know, it goes from New Year to oh, we'll just ease into the year. It's so quick already. It goes quick. It goes quick. Rebecca, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Rebecca Osowski, War 2 City Council member, joining us here on City Chatter Podcast. Again, thank you for, for watching this afternoon. You can catch all this episode and previous episodes at grandforksgov.com slash podcast. Uh, and enjoy this one. And to everyone out there, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. It's not too late. So go take care of that. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>